0: Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode.
1: Here we are, and happy to have you here with us, Sam. Um, What's up?
2: I'm going to hop off for one second. I'll be right back.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll go ahead and kind of open up for us. Today we will be discussing giving your clients gifts and definitely not the gifts that we mean as far as physical gifts. Um, We mean gifts as an approach in coaching. Um, And we're gonna go over each one of those letters in that acronym. So that way you guys can kind of understand a little bit better about what gifts actually means. And we should go ahead.
3: Kind of a fun theme. I love it. It's
1: It's really straightforward. Powerful. I think it's used properly. Um,
4: so, we're not giving our clients actual gifts, that We're not gifting our clients.
1: We already had a previous live stream on how that can they be dangerous. Did. So, we're not giving them literal gifts. But,
0: but Christmas. Aside is from
1: the coaching, you know, the coaching is a, a great gift to give. So, um, I think if Brooke is ready to go, I think we should right, start. Let's start with just G.
2: <laughs> Shall we? Let's open um, up with the
1: first letter, which. Is
2: goal straightforward forward here
1: yeah i mean
2: kind of and this is always something we want to talk about moving into the new year right we, this is a time that people start to think about things like that but g in, in gift in our acronym sounds for generate goal um and what what could we as coaches do in this space to help our clients uh what tools what questions what things could
4: be used within here i was just gonna say ask ask mm-hmm. the client what's your goal Mm -hmm. (laughs) once you
0: get started with the go learn model you pretty much figure out what it is that they want to accomplish and you ask your questions around that and there's no one set rule or one set of questions that you ask for clients that might have financial goals client that might have relationship goals you have to be in flow with the conversation to really figure out what those right questions are
2: you just talked touched on a subject that, that is sort of off topic Quickly here, though, but you know it's one of those things that, that we uh, we do harp on niching and things like that nature. But the reality is, uh, in a in a real life coaching situation, are you always coaching within your niche?
0: Hmm. <laughs> wait, is that a question for me?
2: It's, it's, sure, anybody.
4: <laughs> for anybody? Oh, anybody want to get on that? That is I'd a great say, question. I know. As much as you try to, as much as you want or try to like keep it within your niche everything overlaps with each other and pretty much a person if you're coaching someone just on let's say financial goals their personal goals their family goals their spiritual and wellness goals are gonna get all mixed up in there sometimes and it's almost unavoidable and you're probably shooting yourself in the foot trying to stop that from happening right i
1: think in this space it's important to ask we already mentioned that, but ask again and ask again, because we do want to clarify those goals. Just kind of like what Anthony said, the niche kind of gets them in the door. Um, but once you ask, usually what they come in for typically isn't really what they're going to end up working on. So I asking again is a really good way to dig in deeper and getting to what their actual goals are. Yeah.
2: Susan, hi, Sam, by
0: the way. What's up Sue?
4: <laughs> She didn't say high step. She said,
0: Sam. So <laughs> okay, we'll we will count that as high.
2: <laughs>
3: Sam, Sam, is, Sam is one of our facilitators in training,
0: and he's awesome. <laughs> Think
3: well, about thank you, Brooke. The, the gift, the G, the goal that we're talking about, but living in the goal of the moment, not, not just thinking about it as a future direction, but in that moment. How can you be living your goal now? So that you're really working in that space of owning how you want to operate, how you want to continue, how you want to grow.
2: So if I have a goal, well, I'll tell you how I cannot be living in it. Um, and that's that's easily done. That's you know, the sweeping yeah. it under the rug, the putting it on the back burner, the making every little minutia thing more important than than the thing I actually want to accomplish. And then the next thing you know, a year's gone by and you have not reached your goal and oh no, and life gets in the way. That's just the nature of life that it gets in the way. Um so you have to structure life to reach your goals and to make it a priority. Um, And so that means making it a priority, making the time for it, finding that focus, finding that and making it more important than life, uh, I guess you could say.
0: (laughs) Or if you're going to do something, at least make sure that the little actions and the little steps that you're taking complement what it is that you're going for. Because a lot of people like to set goals in the name of setting goals that have absolutely nothing to do with what they're trying to do. So a year later, they're like, but I've done all this stuff.
2: What's
0: an example? Oh, this is this is a really good one. I've constantly heard in the world that I was in prior to becoming a coach where people said things like leaders are readers and I am just going to go and say there's nothing wrong with reading books. I love reading books, but when you are prioritizing reading a book because your mentor said you have to read a book every single day, but you're not doing anything sustainable for your actual business. Not to mention, you're not even implementing the things that you're reading in the book. Then, sure, you're checking things off the list for the sake of checking things off, but they're not materializing into things that matter.
2: So, I think world. this might dovetail into our our I, our I, mm-hmm. <laughs> in gifting, which is uh, intent, introspect ideas, intent resources, obstacles. So, what this is in this space, this is this is there are questions you could ask in this space but this is sort of knowing the the why that the one time a coach asked the why what is the emotional relevance of this goal what is my intention in setting it etc um thoughts in the gifting (laughs) the the eye intention i
3: think is a big piece of what your awareness is mine you know is what is your intention gives you some motivation to stay motivated towards the G of your gift, the goal. So I think it's important to know what your intention is.
2: Well, I think that goes to what Sam was saying, right? Sam was saying that you can read books and you can, you know, but if you're not implementing these things, if you don't have know what the intention behind your re- I'm reading this book yeah. with this intention because I intend yeah. to use it in this ma- ma- way. Treat it like a tool. Um, and not all. I mean, of course, you can read mm-hmm. for leisure. But if you're reading with a
3: purpose, you should
2: apply that purpose, right? Is that I mean, that's that's <laughs> sort of I think what Sam was saying. <laughs>
0: right.
3: It, Even it, if your purpose is pleasure. Sorry, Sam. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say the intention is the first step towards making goals much more concrete than most New Year's resolutions we see.
3: Yeah, well, New Year's
2: resolutions fail. They, I mean, like uh, what? 92% of them fail. So. We did live on that last year. <laughs> 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 it's just sad. Um, what else so in this, I section, we say introspect that. So that's the intention that, that like, why am I doing this within it also though, is, is, um, intending how to use your resources, sort of knowing what your obstacles are. So if I'm a client, I have a goal and I want to explore those kind of spaces. What can you as a coach ask me or, or, um, put forward to assist me in exploring that kind of space?
3: How will it serve you? What will assist you in that discovery? Um, So if I, my
2: goal, um, I'm gonna say that my, my um, my goal is to, um, we'll just go with this, uh, invest X amount of money in X thing by a certain amount of time, right? So, um, so I would like to explore, you know, what, what I have to do to do that. And what would you ask as a coach? That's my my goal in this session. I <laughs> so would start that- with
0: what are you doing now?
2: Uh, not. <laughs> well, no. Now I, I put we'll put a little bit away here and there, but it's not like a a a, a plan that is has, has action or is set. You know, there's not a set amount or anything like that. Um,
4: mm-hmm. which might be good. Might be good uh, to do. Something what there. are you saving for?
2: Uh, uh,
4: is this something short term, long term?
2: Uh, both. <laughs> see right there though that's interesting that's a good point though it's a very good point is uh knowing that intention what is the intention of saving what is the intention mm-hmm. of investing what is it that is that is a very good point
0: good question yeah what's what, what's the positive and negative consequences of doing it and not doing it well, asking how you
1: feel if you when you achieve this goal i think is important in setting that intent as well
2: i have one question no, this is of course cuz you know one of the things tools we used uh, SWAT like a SWOT analysis strengths weaknesses obstacles if you say positive negative you know things like that is that okay as a coach well
0: positive, as long as it could it's a double edged sword because as long as you're not putting your definition on what's positive versus negative and letting the client define that for themselves I feel that's 100% fair, but if you just say that this is the negative consequence, you're now putting yourself into your client's story versus letting them craft that around insert goal here.
2: I'm going to be total devil's advocate here, Sam. And I'm not saying that, that your question was bad or inappropriate or anything, but totally being a devil's advocate. Um, even the word positive and negative in my head went like bing a little bit for me because I don't, I, it's not a way I view the world kind of and so that that which is totally fair right you don't know my vocabulary you don't know these things totally fair And if you had known your client you probably would have chosen something else or but but immediately i was like i don't know if i want to talk about the positives and negatives like i just want to talk about like what could happen and, and i don't know if it's going to be good or bad but like <laughs> i don't really believe in good or bad so <laughs> um um so that was just it's funny it was one of those instances when um as a coach even just something as small as that can be um, uh, leading in in some way, or feel feel like it for the client, um, which is for interesting. sure. Yeah. No, so not something I expected to come up, but it just came up for me, and I thought I'd share.
3: <laughs> and but right. that's also building the rapport and finding out what works with our clients. And right now, Brooke said, "Well, what I would ask myself is what what could happen." That's could what happen. I would be more. Yeah. So then, that's when we thought, "Well, what could happen?" And it's more open-ended. Now, mind
0: you,
2: though, I do, I have worked with people that needed that is worst case scenario, best case scenario, and they had to explore it. Um, and, and that was important. Um, so it, again, I guess it really depends person to person, situation to situation, but I'm like in this particular situation, I don't know if anything there, I don't know. <laughs> nah,
0: I like that. I totally like that. <laughs> Hopefully your client um,
1: helps you out there a little bit with the response to yeah, I mean, get back on track. Yeah, for, for
0: sure.
2: <laughs> um, uh, do you guys, uh, so anything else with I? So we're talking about one of the things that, to explore in the eyes: is resources, obstacles. Um, by resources, what, what, what do we mean? I mean, it seems simple enough, but.
4: Mm-hmm. So um, if we're taking the money, if you wanting to save money as an example that is a definite resource which is money and probably along with that time
2: yeah well there's a whole lot of things that can come around that right like that might be a question of what do you what what do what is needed for you Mm -hmm. to save that so
4: if if you because you gave a sort of vague like i want to save x and x amount of months but let's just say maybe you
2: guys should have narrowed me down maybe you should have okay. gotten Your coaches well, happy. why didn't
4: you come here with a narrowed down goal
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so let me ask you how much do you want to save and how many months Brooke
2: um it, okay so let's say you know what I would like to save $40,000 in six months
4: okay how do you want <laughs> to how are you going to? I like setting goals high. How are you going <laughs> to give up um, that 40,000 between the six months? Are you going to do it equally or?
2: Well, I don't know yet. I haven't decided.
4: Yeah.
2: I, haven't, I have no clue. That's why I'm well, here.
4: Let's, let's explore that. <laughs> so, what are your options?
2: I mean, my options are I, well, first, if I'm saying six months, I have to do some math. So, I have to do what is 40,000 divided by six? Um, uh, which, which is fun. I can try to do that in my head, but it's uh, somewhere around so
3: $6,700 60, a month. How much is it? It's $6,600. Six, six. Six. Yeah. Six thousand seven hundred dollars, roughly.
2: So I'm going to say roughly. I want to say, uh, okay, we'll make it sixty-seven hundred. That's fair. Um, which that's you know, a big chunk of change. So how am I going to come up with that big chunk of change? Well, I got to, I got to either find a way to, to save, stop spending x amount of money. I've got to come up with you know, figure out my resources that have to change mm-hmm. for me to be able to set aside money, and also what what I might have to do to generate that kind of income. <laughs>
4: So it sounds like you're managing the resources of between how much you are. I need a spreadsheet. And saving with how much more you can earn.
2: I always need a spreadsheet. Sam, Sam, how are you doing over there, by the way? I'm, I'm
4: taking this in. I'm just, I'm just taking it in. I don't want to step on anybody's toes here. So, what would you like to work on, Brooke? Do you want to work on the aspects of saving money? Or do you want to work on increasing I'm, the amount? The amount. I think of I'm going to need
2: a spreadsheet, and what I'm saying is, I'm going to this. This session is going to have to end early because I'm going to have to go make a spreadsheet, figure things, some things out, and then I'll come back in. It I'm doesn't have to end point. early.
4: That's, so making the spreadsheet. This goes back to the goal, is a secondary goal or sub goal of that larger goal.
2: Yes. Yeah, so making the spreadsheet is like step one in the okay. goal of the this large. So that is numero uno. Is go home make a spreadsheet. Even though I am we're getting
1: home. dangerously <laughs> close to the F in gifts.
2: Oh no! Okay, so let's go to yeah. F. Let's go to <laughs>
1: F. <laughs> no, no, no. Before we move just completely on, um, I just want to say it's important to you know understand those resources for the reason of focusing and thinking about the future and formulating your options to focus. And that's on. what
2: we're doing: formulating options, right? That's mm-hmm. the that's in that space. That's the okay. So so this is what I got. I got to make a spreadsheet. And now uh, these are the ways I can possibly, my eyes water. I'm not crying, guys. I'm not crying about my saving money. Um, <laughs> about um, a, a $6,700 $6, a month. And um, <laughs> it was the same as free. I think same was frozen. frozen. <laughs> Am
4: I frozen still? No, you're in frozen. All right, here we go. So I guess what they're getting at in this article that I'm reading is once you get to the focus future part that is we're putting ourselves already as if the goal has already been completed. Mm-hmm. So then the questions to the client would be so what does that look like? What is having so 40,000 in 6 months look like, feel like
3: That's smell like the
4: kind of-
2: yeah, so, the, so that's sort of living in that space still of um, the, the generating the goal. Then the I is the, okay, this is why I want to do it. And then the F is really like attaching them to that goal. What will it feel like when you have that? What does that look like? Who do you have to be to be that person that's done that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is that sort of the space that we're in, Anthony?
4: Yeah, sort of just <laughs> we're we're in that future moment. There's that future version of you who has completed that goal let's let's feel that out let's build that out and then sort of attach those um intentions to that
2: what is the what is the goal like what is the reasoning behind doing because this happens a lot of times where people do these sort of like vision you know envision yourself act as if be the person you know be the change you want to see in the world be you know you just so what what is the importance of sort of realizing that vision boards are something you would use this space kind of thing of when you're already seeing yourself there and, and, and having attained this goal. Why, why do we do that as people, as coaches?
4: Say because it less makes it less abstract because you can make hypothetical statements like however much you want, but if you have to say it out loud and then get into the little minutiae detail and the details about it, it becomes more concrete, more achievable. And There's it, a reason they have it, you
2: test drive a car.
0: Yeah. And it, it, it also <laughs> really anchors the emotional aspect to it. It comes right back to what we ask clients in the beginning. What's the significance, the emotional significance behind the goal that they have? And when they're speaking this piece out, when they're speaking that future piece out, you'll th- this is where you'll really start to see just clients start to come alive or they'll start to realize, okay, maybe this isn't as important to me as I thought it was. What is?
2: It becomes real and they start to take that ownership, right? That's the reason you test drive it. They have you tested. They'll even let you take a car home overnight and drive it around for a while before you have to give it back. Um, they'll let you do that at a dealership. Why? Because the moment you're doing that, you have taken ownership of it. You, it starts to be your car. It starts to. So the the concept, the idea of having to pay that car payment, seems much more worthwhile because you're living it. You're living the dream right then. So um,
3: that's why I,
4: I don't, don't let me do that right? before. I just go to different car dealerships every day. Just kidding.
3: <laughs> so that imagine that imagine space allows you to really, like there's Juilliard. they had this article in the New York Times. I read it a long time ago. I can't tell you when. Um, I want to say probably ten years ago, maybe more. Anyway, they had done some research with imagine with coaching that imagine space playing, let's say, piano. They were able to play the piano piece, practicing it in their head, putting their fingers in the air, and practice that piece with imagining they're playing that tune. And they had a higher success rate with that person going to the piano and actually playing the tune rather well, like they had to practice.
2: yeah, the ones who imagined did did far better. Uh, well, not far, but better enough. And the reason yeah. they ascribe that that they ascribe to it that that happened was because um, they when they imagine it, they imagine playing it perfectly. Mm-hmm. But when you're playing it for real, you have mistakes and things like that happen. So you you're not imagining the perfection. So it, it, imagining, you know, literally is being doing. Uh, our brain doesn't know the difference between um, imagining and going through doing something and actually doing something it's it's the same in our heads essentially mm-hmm. even though our, our muscle memory might i guess there does it follow us through if they're playing it must so mm-hmm. that's that's even very interesting i wonder if they did like the
3: hand motion while they were imagining
2: so that they kept the muscle memory you know you would seem like you would have to <laughs> well,
3: i think the brain's pretty incredible i think you could even have it without doing that right because you can imagine if you just sit there I can, I, right now I'm like imagining my fingers long. even doing this. I think I, like, so. but, like, but my muscles would start to atrophy, but if, <laughs> <not very long>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> Okay, so now we're talking about the future, the imagining, the being in it. Um, and also, but Sam brought up a good point too. It also might reveal that they're not that attached right? Maybe they don't like the car that they're driving. That that this is not what I wanted. It's too big. It's like a boat. I don't like it. (laughs) Um, So it's a good, the exploration may not be always that they're going to get attached, it might provide clarification for where they need to redirect as well. Mm. And that's kind of where that focus on a plan comes in, right?
0: Mm. (laughs) That's why I didn't buy a Ford Focus in 2017. Why? Mm because it didn't feel it it felt like it felt like a fisher price car it was too small it felt (laughs) strange i didn't like it and i thought i wanted a ford focus until that moment and i imagine myself driving this i'm like i can't even take myself seriously
2: no uh,
0: i don't it.
2: My first car was like a Barbie car. It really was. Like, I swear to God, the thing was like a Barbie car. (laughs) It was like, it was a two-door RAV4 that was convertible. It went down the back. And it was literally like one of those little Jeeps that you see kids driving around. That's what it felt like driving. (laughs) I love that thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So, So, any more in the F space before we move on to LT? I don't know why LT is Spanish all of a sudden. (laughs) The T's are uh, the T's a fun one, though, right? I like the T. Yeah.
1: I think we could probably maybe speak a little bit more about focusing and maybe how or some ways, how are some I ways need a that-
2: plan. plans are for <laughs> chips? What are
1: you talking about? You <laughs> wing it. How are some ways we can assist our clients in focusing on that plan and maybe developing a plan?
4: That might be part of the transition, the T, which is transition or take uh,
2: action it's also take action
4: take mm-hmm. action what article were you even looking at here
2: so so well i'm looking at the hive um so uh so the uh within that that the f though and that that focusing on a plan mm-hmm. um do you think it's always easy to come up with a plan or do you think it's always hard do you think that where, what are the pitfalls of planning
0: it it okay A couple of different ways to answer this question. The pitfall in the plan is the potential to become rigid in that plan, because it doesn't look exactly like you planned it in your session. You have to have an eye and a heart for adaptability in any plan doesn't mean you totally throw the plan out the window, you might have to if necessary, but just know that some X factors are going to come up that you can't plan for. So you got to yeah. know how to adjust at that point.
2: I just took a, a, a disruptive strategy class. And uh, in that they talk about how you can, no matter what you can go in with your, your intended strategy. So you have your, your intentional strategy, strategy, but the, the, the meat potatoes is always in the adaptive strategy. It's always I mean, just because it's never going to go as intended. It's never, cause you have, there's so many things that are out of our control. And so what do you do with that? When, and that's, that kind of, is that as important as the plan planning for when things don't go right?
0: Planning for when things don't go right?
2: Planning for when
0: they don't don't go according to plan.
2: Like how do you, how do you help somebody be more adaptable?
0: That's a fantastic question. Mm, Asking
1: them maybe in that space of if, you know these pitfalls do show up. how would you feel about them? Are there any ways that you could maybe adjust in this space? Um, I think questions like that to potentially have them flesh out some plan B's and plan C's maybe, if they do kind of come to that crossroads when they are trying to reach that goal. Hmm.
2: I think uh, this is a good space where um, creative thinking, like colorful thinking hats might Mm -hmm. come into play sort of in this kind of space where, you know, imagine if, imagine, try, try to view it from this, a different point of view or a different perspective, or, um, uh, you know, you've got your plan. This is how you would make your plan. How would your, somebody else make the same plan? What mm-hmm. would be different? You know, or, or uh, the what ifs game <laughs> might help um, in this or um, any thoughts as well? I, I, like I have a question. really
0: weird analogy that has to do with punching. And I can't put it into words right now. Like, I'm not condoning physical violence. I'm just trying to find the right way to put this right now.
2: Let's talk punching. I like punching.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh I'm going to talk about the fly while he's thinking. I've been on a fly kick these days. It's what is the fly noticing that isn't being noticed? That's a great
4: one.
2: How do we know
3: the fly is noticing anything?
4: I I, I have some philosophical, like, things to say about that but not gonna get into that it's more so um if you were some it's like asking if you were somebody else what would they notice that you couldn't notice mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. which is a
4: difficult like, question think, of, ask,
2: think of some think of somebody that is not at all like you that you think is nobody that does things the way you would never ever do things
4: mm-hmm.
2: think of this person how would they they approach this problem
3: <laughs>
4: uh, but it
2: might get you thinking in a different headspace. I mean, they
4: wouldn't thing. because they're scum and they can't separate <laughs> They don't have the drive wow. like I do. Wow.
3: Yeah, well, it's kind of up Anthony, is,
2: Anthony he's high of himself now, don't we? <laughs>
0: yeah, this got marked real fast.
2: See, <laughs> <laughs> so your punching analogy would have been great, Sam. <laughs> See,
0: I think the only punching analogy I can really come up with at this point is imagining the end goal as if you're coming to the end of a fight the intention of the fight is to win the fight you can say like all right again this is not fully fleshed out so if this does not sound like it makes sense bear with me mm-hmm. your action plan that we've talked about that's you practicing in yeah, the I MMA gym and the boxing gym in the boxing, gi- in the boxing an gym. What's the one thing that a punching bag can't do?
2: Be a person. It can't, it's not, you don't it know can't hit you at. back. Yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. you're practicing ducking with a thing that can't punch you.
2: And you can fight other people, but you're not fighting the person. Yeah. That you're
0: mm-hmm. going to fight. And what so happens you when you're ducking, and you duck and you still get hit? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. So you can plan as much as you can plan, but it might be, it's going to be different in the ring. It's just going to be different Boom. in the ring. That's, Everyone's got to plan problem. until
0: they get hit in the mouth. Boom. I was about to say, (laughs) right?
2: And then you see stars. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think this is a perfect transition to transition onto transition. That's the next.
4: That's a good transition.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm Not transition. (laughs) Um, It's also uh, take action and make the transition, which is an interesting choice of words because we think of not, I don't think everybody thinks of of starting a goal as a transition, but it is. You will have to make changes in your life and you will have to change to be a different person, to be a person capable of reaching this goal that you were not previously capable of doing. So there is a degree of transition that happens there. And I think that that's a very interesting choice of words and I kind of like it because it kind of gets me prepared for the change element. Whereas a lot of times I don't feel like that happens. I don't think of it that way. I just think of, okay, now I got to start doing things, but I don't think of me, the person, having to, to make a transition and a change, right? I just think mm-hmm. I've got to do things, but that doesn't, in my head, connect the, the idea of change and transitioning my behavior or my my
3: lifestyle.
4: Thoughts? I don't <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking
3: no. about what you're saying there in that transition
4: I don't Did know you? if I quite yeah. follow that line of reasoning in the, or I don't know if I buy into it because if you do things enough times, whether you want to or not, you're going to change.
3: Yes, but you, you have don't, to,
4: even if you don't frame it in that way for yourself. Oh, I'm just saying find- for me,
2: I like that. That works for me. Yeah. Is what I'm saying it doesn't have to work for you.
4: <laughs> and a lot, and
0: a lot of times, people who are going after any kind of goal, big or small, they're focused on that tangible goal that's right in front of them. And most times they're not focused on that internal transition. That's just going to naturally happen. So it's kind of a side effect. Sometimes it doesn't
2: though. That's the thing. Sometimes, and this is why so many goals fail is because that internal transition doesn't happen. They're just doing the do. Mind you, doing the do can get us there. We can fake it till we make it. But it's, it's not till we actually commit to that internal trend change that, that it's really set in stone. I think, I think that's when, mm-hmm. when, you know, that moment when it's like, Oh my God, I'm doing this. I got this. I got, you. we all have that. I'm in the pocket that like we've been fighting it and then you feel it. That, that moment uh, doesn't right. come without internal, some internal change.
0: Work. Right. That, it, but... at, at a bare minimum, it's a letting go. Also at a bare minimum, you got to yeah. let go where who you are, and what you think right here right now so something else can come up within
2: because there's a reason you have not reached you know there's a reason you've got a coach it's because you feel stuck you feel all these things so so i think that transition is it's i mean again i'm being a dictator you guys i mean isn't that
4: kernel of transition already there in the client though because they had to do something some inciting moment you. happened where they hired you yeah they were at a point already where taking they- a step yeah, they've already taken the steps, so now <laughs> it's just like, I think it's going back and investigating what caused you to want to get a coach. We
2: don't go backwards. We don't go back. We don't go back. Careful. We don't go back.
4: Isn't, no. that, isn't that part of the intention? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we go back to, sorry, intent, the I in it.
2: Yes, that's the emotional relevance. So it's attaching it to the goal. But we already what? know why they're there, right? I mean, that's... That, so we this, assume this, this that. Do we know that, that before? sure? the fine line, right? The That's line. The, the why. Okay. Cl- clients hire us typically because they're in a state that is, they want change, right? They want forward movement. They feel stagnant. Something's gone on. There's been a big a disruption in their life. Um, and it's set them into motion. They want the help of a coach.
3: Yes.
2: What's the difference between finding out why it is that they hired you and setting emotional relevance
0: of a goal. Is there another way we can put that question
4: yeah. i don't know if there is a difference really there,
2: i think there's a huge difference and that's why i'm asking this because i think it's important
3: i think it's finding their attachment to that goal yeah i think that that that, that they
2: may not hire you they the reasons the why's right we always find this out there's deeper that's what going deeper is right yeah. um mm. so the reason they may have hired you may not always line with with what the the verbalized goal is Mm -hmm. essentially right Right. uh,
1: more often than not that's the case um which i would agree i think they're completely different um defining that goal through you know getting past some of those initial um assumptions as far as what goal you want to set Um, again through the help of your coach by asking questions and digging deeper Um, once that actual goal is defined for you then attaching that emotional relevance I think go to happen.
2: it goes um, back to yeah. it goes back to our F I mm-hmm. think like it's the difference being you hired me because this is our happening in my life and I don't like it I'd like to change it or what have you when we're talking about the imagine if that who would you be that future self that you have achieved this goal and you've got it and what does that feel like yep. what does that look like who is this person that is future okay. focused all the way Right. That is that is the atto- the attaching emotional relevance to how they'll feel about what they have achieved, what they've accomplished when they've gotten this and set this goal. It's mm-hmm. not digging into the how life has been crappy for the last three years and I've not been able to achieve any goals and I, I'm, I'm, I hate myself.
1: <laughs> um, it's, it's,
2: it's going into—it's not true. But it's going into like what is the what is the future? What does that per- future person feel like? Who is that? And that's what attaching that emotional relevance is. Is that going? I'll be free when I do this. I will be you know uh, fulfilled. I'll be fulfilled. I'll be living my purpose. And that's that. That getting to that pith, um, and and attaching it to the the do portion. That that the like the grind. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what will get them through. Is, is They have that emotional attachment to that. This is what I'm going to be if I suffer through this right now, um, yeah. kind of thing.
1: I could be completely wrong, but I think the transition might be the easiest part you know, because it is the gift and gifts. is That's what you're coming for is that transition. But it
2: kind
0: of you know, happens to you know
1: how to get to that transition. So if you fulfill, you know creating that goal, focusing it on it, the and then developing a plan, it should come together rather easily for you to go ahead and transition.
2: It will happen naturally, as... kind of like everybody said, I think, but yeah. Yes, Sam? Sam?
0: I think as with all things, here's come, here comes the magic answer. It depends <laughs> on <laughs> how attached they are to who they are right now because in a moment of crisis or a moment where they decide they can hire a coach, they may want to very desperately to change. And then once that red alert goes down, it's like, huh, I've been so comfortable as this the whole time. Now there's this question of, do I really want to let this go? And is this goal really worth it to me? I guess as coaches, we're going to explore the emotional relevance of a goal anyway, but sometimes there is that fight between letting go of the current self because it's comfortable.
2: So that's so I have a question there. I have a question in that space.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I have a client they've hired me emotional in that in that emotionally charged that that I'm I'm changing moment. And then of course you know complacency settles in and now I'm sitting in front of you and I'm like uh, I don't know <laughs> what do you do with that client like how do you when is too far do you do you accept that your client is is happy complacent do you uh then do you get them to be emotionally attached to their complacency uh, <laughs> and find um, fulfillment in being complacent
0: <laughs> what are you going do? back to the, well going back to the future focus piece it's we don't have to ask them how has this been working for them for the last three years it's just ask them next week if we stay in this place what happens next you know, because we can see from our objective viewpoint that they're comfortable in their complacency, for lack of better terms. But if we try to push them out of it in the name of getting to getting them to their place that they say they want to get to, there, there's gonna be that resistance. So if you well, help them bring so if you help them bring awareness to the fact that if they stay where they're at, they're gonna keep on getting the same things over and over and over again. That's what's going to catalyze their first steps for change. At least that's what I've seen. Or not.
2: Or not. or not. not. And if if it's not, then we have to accept that it's not, right? Like if they get, well, the same thing's gonna happen again and again, but I've just decided I'm okay with that. Let's switch topics now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't force your client out of a place. Don't do it. I've done it. It It hasn't worked. Bad, don't do it. except when <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> it's,
2: it's making a judgment call, right? Because at that point, we're judging. We're, we're telling them that they need to move themselves out of a space that they don't want to, and that's not for mm. us to say.
3: Well, right. well it, it could be that they need to accept this. Not that they have to, but if they're, I'm thinking of some clients. All of went keep talking okay yeah you're good well that was weird the the idea of i want to change this x x but i'm unwilling to adapt any other concepts Mm -hmm. we may i'm sorry getting that feedback and i'm not sure if i should continue speaking oh i don't hear it no i don't hear it i I hear a little bit yeah. yeah Uh, so I'll, I'll keep trying and if it keeps feeding back I'm going to stop talking. So the the idea is to explore through that experience they said they wanted to make changes with but they're unwilling to make the changes. So they came to terms with, you know, we're not at this time, we're not willing to make these changes. Here's what we want to do different. So they could find what their alternative is in that moment as opposed to making the change that they thought they wanted to make, and after that's right. I know. I'm being they, have to,
2: they have They have they. guided that though. They said, "Okay, we're no, we're mm-hmm. not doing that right now. So mm-hmm. instead, we'd like to figure out how we're going to live with misery for the next six months." <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, they weren't living in misery, but the that's
0: the real was, reason. How you did they me.
3: Make, uh, it, what they decided to move towards? Be quality versus quantity as yeah. it well and case. that's it, it becomes a, a
2: a compromise situation at that point and it becomes a sort of maybe a re, more realistic like a uh, situation where where you know you come in idealistic mm-hmm. i think that i want all of this and especially in couples coaching i imagine you know i and then i want all of this and then you find uh, some happiness in the middle ground and you're not neither is getting 100 percent of what they want but they find they find a compromise
3: yeah. generally yeah
2: that's yeah. it mm-hmm. <laughs> adults. <laughs> I feel like
1: this is a really good space to kind of mention you shouldn't be working harder than your client. Uh, it's not your space to make those judgment calls. Ask them, ask them again, and make sure that they're doing what they feel is right for themselves in that moment. How
2: can I work harder than my client? I mean, if, you know, if, if, trying, if we just have a one-hour session and they're gone out the door, how am I working hard? Can I work harder than that?
4: Trying to develop goals thinking about them outside of their paid time. <laughs>
2: Well, I don't know how much that, they're thinking about their goals.
0: Maybe they're thinking about them more than me. <laughs> asking, them, asking so many leading questions because you want to force them to a breakthrough. Exactly. Yeah, You saw a coaching session where somebody was crying. It's like, oh, I got to make my clients cry all the time. And then... <laughs>
2: <laughs> my client's my not shedding tears, we are not successful.
0: We're <laughs> not getting out of the session until I see some kind of water in your eyes.
4: Just has a tear <laughs> jar, just a ready to to ensure okay.
2: the cry happens. I just. <laughs> That's
4: what, I carry an onion in my pocket. Yeah, and no, I a
2: pepper spray. Exactly.
4: Around <laughs> it.
2: Problem solved. Always leave crying. The price of
1: it up if I oh make you crash. <laughs>
2: um, uh, so we got to move forward because we're running out of time. Yes,
1: the most important one.
2: The S. Success and self-acknowledgement. Let's talk. Sure. What,
1: what does that mean, guys? To me, that means after you've achieved what you've reached out or what you've intended to go ahead and achieve, um, be sure to celebrate. To me, um, acknowledge that that wasn't easy. Acknowledge that you may be a different person um, in this space now. Um, but acknowledge you did what you wanted to do, which I think is really fulfilling for somebody to actually internalize and understand
2: what what's interesting is we as human beings we um, not only do we lack uh, self empathy <laughs> and uh, not only do we also underestimate the difficulty of tasks before we do them especially if we've never done them we assume that they're going to be easier than they really are um, but we also forget how difficult things were to do <laughs> um, so I think it's a really good uh, point to take that moment and acknowledge the level of work that that, that the hard work it was getting there, but then also acknowledge that you got there. And then if you can do that much work and you make it through that, it's, that's awesome. I make a note of, of, of it. Like, like literally write down, you know, this is, uh, I did this and this is how I did it. <laughs> um, uh, so that, that you can remember for the next time, uh,
1: mm-hmm. which might yeah.
2: might make you never want to do it again. Who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: I think mean, yeah. Yeah metaphorically would be that's you know that's that's that block and if you acknowledge that you can tell yourself hey let's keep stacking let's keep building so i think it's really important
2: can yeah. can you stack blocks forever as high as you want or do they always talk sure you over? can try
1: i'm sure you can try let's see if we
2: can let's break some Guinness records shall we <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody can come through and remove them
0: <laughs> the question is, why do you want to like do you, like, you okay. want to keep building blocks as high as you can is it like maybe what's up <laughs>
2: <laughs> only if there's a guinness book of world records thing attached that's
1: all um, <laughs> um i will if, acknowledge soon yes. the
2: best part of coaching is yes. you kind of get excited for their progress as well as learn to give themselves grace. Yes. like
0: oh, grace. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. One of my favorite um, words yes. grace.
2: Celebrating. How do you guys celebrate your successes?
0: With a lot of coffee, food, good food. <laughs> Co- yeah.
4: Food and coffee. My introspection and then immediately putting it under the rug and moving on to my next goal. <laughs> So that's how you
2: celebrate. That's your choice of celebration
4: with yeah, right there. <laughs> we, we found the block stacker, y'all.
3: <laughs> I think maybe, maybe a a drink or two. I think the celebrate can really be hard for us, mm-hmm. you know, when we tend to be not providing ourselves that grace as we were speaking about. We're hard on ourselves. Um, I'm thinking of the times <laughs> even recently where I was able to do something and I didn't spend the time doing the happy dance and I should have spent the time doing the happy dance. And, you know, just got inundated and did life again versus, yeah. you know, I really, I really did do that. And I really did get to the other side and I can add different language in this space, but I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So There's can usually... do, What can you do it now?
4: The happy dance, Lisa. We want you to do There we go. <laughs> the, there's usually something that's, that's
0: stopping wrong. us.
2: Let's celebrate, shall yeah. we?
0: <laughs> there's usually something that's stopping us from giving ourselves that permission to do it. Mm-hmm. And part of that celebration is all about. Giving ourselves, being courageous enough to give ourselves that permission to just—I'm putting you all on the spot here, and
2: I'm doing this. I'm doing this right now. Every one of you, think of something that you have successfully accomplished. Think of something you are deep down you are proud of yourself for having done. That that you know you 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 should be proud that this you accomplished this, whatever it may be, X, Y, or Z. And then I'd like for you to share that with us and celebrate. We will celebrate with you. (laughs) (laughs) anybody
1: i wouldn't say it's anything that i can really define very specifically but this kind of just makes me think of like smelling the flowers um yeah but i want
2: specifics jerome okay okay
1: we get we get wrapped up kind of in you know our day-to-day lives and we forget to look back and me looking back um I am very proud of the fact that I think I've become much more mindful um, over the last few handful of years. Um, And I hadn't realized that until, you know, I look back on some of the things that I would say, or somebody would say something that I said back five years ago. And I would tell myself, that's not me. I wouldn't say that. But now
2: a a specific example.
1: Well, I can't think of one. something
2: now, of something, a mindfulness moment now.
1: Just, those around you, I think just being, being kind to those around you. Um, and maybe not even necessarily kind, just understanding that they're dealing with a bunch of different things, um, different than you can really understand. And I don't think that's what being mindful is, is actually understanding what they're doing or trying to understand what they're doing. I just mean, be mindful of the fact that they're human, I think is kind of where I'm going with it. And I'm not saying what? I was a horrible, w- I'm not saying I was a horrible human being or anything like that. Um, <laughs> What I am saying is I think what Lisa with her, with their favorite word, I think I give people more grace um, when I am around them.
2: Can you, can you think of one instance in which you gave grace to somebody? Yes. Okay.
1: Um, what? Yeah. I try, I try to do it all the time. So, uh, so.
2: Think of one, just think of one and let's celebrate it with you.
1: Okay. Uh, I give grace to my sister every time I see her. Oh.
3: I, um, I saw him even get emotional on that one yeah, yeah. To that is, you know, but that's that's the importance of being specific
2: yeah. so um,
4: Celebrate. And,
2: and Anthony
4: well uh, <laughs> we <go>. um. <laughs> Man, you're really putting me on the spot on the, for this one.
2: Okay, then we'll we can go to Sam while you think about it. <laughs> no, no, no.
4: You said
0: think about it. Uh-uh. Hold up a minute. I ain't ready for this yet.
2: <laughs> Lisa, has Lisa has one. Lisa said she just got one. <laughs> okay, go
0: Lisa.
4: Lisa?
3: Well, I'm trying to think of how I want to say it. Oh. <laughs> so I, I paid off a of debt, and and now I own it. And I worked hard to own it. And I've never really said some of those words. People said, well, you should be proud. And I'm like, yeah, I'm proud. <laughs> yeah, of course I am. But and now I'm starting to get emotional. Yeah. It's, it's a different place to put yourself in and uh, really feel that experience And let it be that happy dance moment, you know? So it, mm-hmm. I want to see you happy dance and say, I own it. Happy <laughs> dance and say, I, I own, own it. it. I don't want to do it on here. Happy <laughs> dance and say, I own it. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, oh, man. Uh, happy dancer <laughs> and I own it.
2: <laughs> All right, Sam. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Okay, so just over the last five and a half years, just the courage to jump in different areas, vocationally, personally, in my life. Like the biggest one that pops to mind right now is moving to Texas in 2016. I did that with, I'm not gonna disclose just how broke I was when I did that. And I'm not sitting here saying I'm rolling in cash. All I'm saying here is back then, if I got robbed, it would be a practice run for the robber because he wouldn't have got much out of me. But nonetheless, just that courage to say, I am going to go ahead and build my own coaching business. Five years ago, there were a lot of punches in the mouth that happened, but it all started with that first step, and everything that's come from that. Again, vocationally, personally, I have to give. I have to say, I'm proud of myself for that. And I haven't given myself the space to say that often, just because I never really thought about it. But as I think about it, it's like, wow, that's crazy.
2: Congratulations! <laughs> proud of you. Um, now, give yourself a pat on the back and say, say, say. I, I did it. I started my own coaching practice. I'm awesome.
4: What, what, if, what if I can't reach my back? Like, I can't. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, then you don't get to celebrate.
3: You celebrate no. Okay,
4: <laughs> Mr. Negative Nancy over here.
3: Let's <laughs> <laughs> no. no. do your happy dance.
2: Let's do your happy dance. Where's your happy dance at? <laughs> I, that
0: is my, my happy dance is sitting in
4: peace and doing this.
3: <laughs> oh, my it's god,
4: pleasure, I, really good. I think I probably have the least of, mount to say on this but i probably have to be to... the best happy day
3: i
2: just quickly want to acknowledge michael baker and say congratulations yes. <laughs> we're celebrating Congrats with you everyone awesome.
4: in, in the chat
2: and now
4: anthony
3: anthony what um are
4: you so You're not getting up, it's your turn yeah so do <laughs> i don't know if i have anything Thanks, recent you. that i accomplished per se but it's more so i've been in a slump for a while and i've neglected my personal development, but now I've started and gotten over the hump of working out, going to the gym, of reading books that are for my own education and growth, and I've been keeping at it. So celebrating this sort of steady, you know, progress that I've been making, in my mind, I don't think there's ever going to be an end to that, but I'm you know, happy with where I'm at, we're like, oh, I'm actually sticking to something for a while now and I'm enjoying it. And even though there's ups and downs and sometimes it sucks, I'm still doing it because it's good for me. so there's my accomplishment. I'm doing something good. even though it doesn't feel good all the time, it feels good most of the time, so I'm still gonna do it.
2: <laughs> good,
4: very good. Oh, my- celebrating <laughs> with
2: you. Happy to answer
0: <laughs> You call that the Carlton?
4: yeah that's my happy dance i love it brooke Brooke, go
2: um well i have a lot i could celebrate um i uh i'll think back to who i was i mean much like sam i i came to this town with a backpack and about nothing else And I now am uh, in ways I never thought possible. I'm completely and totally independent, self-supporting, stable. I'm not scared about life. And and I don't feel like the um, floor might drop out from underneath me at any given moment. Um, I actually feel, um, I feel kind of, I guess solid in many ways. Um, And that's a big reason to celebrate for me. So um, I, I, uh, that is awesome because there was there were there were people in my life that, that told me repeatedly i could never do it and i was you know the things that and it's like screw you but did i prove you wrong <laughs> so um and that's fantastic
4: now do the dance
2: yep. <laughs> the, the, do the dance like yeah do it i just stand
4: up for my dances you know, like, i've got a <laughs> better one yeah i just want
1: to break like anything.
3: bouncing and jumping yeah. <laughs> but, Congratulations He's not,
1: everybody. i looking to break anything.
3: Congratulations. <laughs> you all are on honors and blessings. Thank you. <laughs> so, but that's so isn't that weird how awkward we feel
2: <laughs> when we're doing that, yeah. right? Yeah,
4: that's a that's, that's a difficult ask. It aspect. feels
2: very awkward. <laughs> isn't that we shouldn't though. We should we should we should cut that the f out and just have be be proud of ourselves and be like, you know what I did that and I'm going to tell somebody I did it and I'm going to celebrate a little damn it
4: (laughs) but seeing how hard that was for us and knowing you know this is a we're not coaching each other right now but asking that of a client they might you know have never done that before um and that might be really hard for them to do um because i'm wondering how you encourage them to i mean It probably happened after a few sessions, but how do you even encourage somebody to get to that point?
2: Just give them permission, Mm -hmm. I would say. I think deep down, everybody kind of wants this to a little bit
3: admit it to somebody.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think once you've also, go ahead, Lisa. I
3: I think really it's not about anyone outside's permission. It's all about an internal permission, Mm -hmm. really. I'm here to listen and I'm here to listen really listen what do you want to share in this moment and that success that you just quietly described you could you ask how did you feel yeah. how does that feel that, how did that feel that, how does it feel that now? Ties
0: right into the permission mm-hmm. not the permission excuse me that ties into the safe space that we automatically create as coaches provided we're doing what we're supposed to do because yeah they because most of our clients go through an entire day heck an entire week not knowing if they're safe enough to say certain things express certain things because of fear of judgment but in that hour there with us they have that permission automatically they have that space right there to just be who they are
2: i think as I'm thinking, sitting here thinking about it too, we we I, I go through life and I get wrapped up in the the things we don't have, the things we want, the things that that we haven't gotten yet, the places we aren't at the moment, and stopping to take a moment to look at where what we have done, what we have accomplished, what we have, uh, what is going right is really it's, it's switching from that that negative brain bias, that that negative thought process to no, this is what I've done. This is what I'm capable of. This is what I should be happy and proud about. And why am I not carrying that with me as solidly as I'm carrying all this this, this negativity, this, this, which drives us, right? In many ways, it, it, it can knock us down, but it can also drive us to change and, and do more, right? But it, that mindful, the mindful, Jerome's mindful, that comes with, with being happy with the moment, with what we have, with what we've done and, and celebrating. Um, that fulfillment, that, that without that, I mean, what,
1: really, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, isn't life all about celebrating? I mean, essentially, it's to be happy, right? And you've got to celebrate moments that do make you happy.
2: I don't know. My life's about being miserable.
0: But <laughs> you be that as well. That's- <laughs> yeah, I that so difference. I heard you say you're, you is. like being miserable, Brooke.
2: <laughs> so I've been far too happy, and I'm not happy about it.
4: <laughs> why not <laughs> that sounds like something that like Morticia Adams would say just to, like
3: and she's cutting, cutting off the rose head yeah I <laughs> um, think that about wraps up our time guys so
2: gifts this is the gift the gift of, the gift of gifting gift coaching uh, the G stands for Go. Go. the I Go.
0: Intention.
2: Intention.
0: The F. Focus, <laughs> focus, and focus in future. future.
1: T. <laughs> Transition. Transition. Last
2: but not celebrate. No, the success. Success. Right? With you- S. S. So, and you can do all these things along the way, too, right? Like, there's many versions of this, as with the goal setting. Uh, mm-hmm. You want that, you don't want it to just be one big, you know, you want to break it down to many gifts. Give many yep, gifts yes. to get the big gift. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, that's all for me, guys. What are you? Anybody else? Give.
1: Oh,
0: give it's Christmas gift. time. Give people graphic, yeah, graphic up. Yeah,
1: Merry Christmas.
2: Christmas. It's also yeah, Christmas. Giving yeah. Tuesday. It's giving Tuesday, by the way. Yes, so all of you spend, imagine,
3: yes. those
2: of you who did not spend your last penny on uh, Cyber Monday and and Black Friday, go ahead and, and do some giving today on Giving Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gifting tuesday (laughs) um and for anybody watching this this madness here um uh happy holidays and also on top of that to check out certified life coach institute we certify coaches in three days and we love what we do and uh We'd like to give you the gift of certification. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, comment, please comment, comment, comment. Yep. Share, like. We want to hear from you. We do check your, our, your comments, and we would love to know if you have any questions. If you have any topics, anything you want us to cover, please put them in the comments. We'll have in the comments. That's all. Thank you. you
4: bye bye. Hey
0: everyone, thanks for tuning into today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at CertifiedLifeCoachInstitute.com.
3: Until next time, be well.